You're listening to the Sermon Podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado, and you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. Grace, peace, and mercy is yours from the triune God. Amen. Wednesday night after Vespers, I was standing around talking to Aram about the unrest in our country and about our reading for today, which says, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And I said, you know, given the tangled unrest in our nation right now, is it even possible to make a path straight enough for the Lord to which he replied, or, you know, gay enough? (laughs) Classic half-assed comment. I was grateful for the laugh Aram gave me, given that it's been such an intense week for everyone. Here we are in the midst of Advent, and it definitely feels like we're waking up. But we're not waking up to a Norman Rockwell snow-covered candy cane and log fire delusion, that's for sure. We are waking up to the inequality and racism and violence and distrust in our country just doesn't feel that adventy to me. It feels troubling. Perhaps like so many of you, and I don't presume for everyone to have the same perspective as I do, but I'm troubled by what feels like the unchangeability of the system. Troubled that seemingly the blackness of a man's skin is enough to give them a death sentence for theft or selling cigarettes or carrying a bag of Skittles while wearing a hoodie. So how exactly does a preacher possibly fit any of that into Advent? Do we even want to make a path straight and prepare the way of the Lord, knowing as we do that he's going to definitely notice what a mess we've made of things? Because our society is clearly broken. But this week I realized that if we can peel our eyes away from Hallmark Channel Christmas specials and the 24-hour news cycle long enough, we might realize that Maybe the turmoil in our world couldn't be more adventy. Because if we think about it, the Christ child on whom we await would be born in a land controlled by an empire that he was not a citizen of. He would be born in the midst of a system where the protection received from the powers that be were enjoyed by some and not by others. Certainly not by his mom, a homeless, unwed, pregnant teenager. And when Jesus was born, it was such a threat to these powers that Herod slaughtered the children to and under in all the region just to try and wipe out the Prince of Peace. Those not protected by the system lost their babies. Not for nothing, but the infant mortality rate for African-American children in this country is two and a half times higher than for white babies. All of that is to say, church... We are living in an Adventy time. Because when God came to us in Emmanuel, God chose to enter a time as violent and faithless as our own. Jesus came to save sinners right smack in the middle of the mess they'd made of things. So when I was trying to figure out what the hell to say about all of this, 
That would be a sermon and not a rant. You can decide later. <laughs> I kept reading and rereading our gospel for today. Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But of course it goes without saying that I read this gospel over and over this week while also obsessively reading my Twitter stream. I promise to not quote weightlifters in my sermon too much, but I follow Olympic weightlifter and man of faith Kendrick Ferris on Twitter. And this week he tweeted, I can't remain the same and expect to make an impact on this world. I couldn't stop thinking about that. I can't remain the same and expect to make an impact on this world. Not for nothing, but if living in a troubling time is adventy, then so is the way John the Baptist was given to prepare people for the coming of Jesus Christ. It wasn't Facebook rants or singing vespers, and it wasn't eating a small piece of waxy calendar chocolate each day for a month. The way that John the Baptist was given to prepare people for the coming of Christ was repentance. John the Baptist offered a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, and people came from all over confessing their BS. You know how people were prepared to receive Christ? By admitting first that they needed him. And to be clear, repentance isn't about feeling bad. It's about freeing yourself from holding on to your own personal crap anymore. Repentance is about freedom. It's about being changed. So you know who all those people were who came to be baptized by John? They were the ones who knew they needed it. In came streams of racists and soldiers with a guilty conscience and addicts and liars and those who emotionally manipulate others to get what they want. In came all the greedy stockholders and activists and criminals and cops and every single person who knows they need forgiveness. To be an Advent people is to be those for whom an opportunity to lay down their BS is actually heard as good news. Because the repentance that John preaches is not about feeling bad. Feeling bad's easy. Repentance is about change. Yes, we need systemic change. We need legislative change, institutional change, governmental change. Don't mistake me, I believe that's true. But John the Baptist and Kendrick Ferris made me turn the focus from me being right about those things to me looking at my own crap a little more than I wanted to this week. I cannot remain unchanged and expect to have an impact on a broken world. I was unprepared for how convicted I'd be by that. See, I had to look at how my liberal moral outrage feels good for a while, but it feels good for a while like eating Twinkies feels good for a while. We know it's nothing more than empty calories. Slacktivism feels good at the moment until you crash from the self-righteous sugar high and then realize you're still hungry for something real. But there's a reason why it feels empty. It feels empty because what am I... What I am desperate for is to speak the truth of my burden of sin and to have Jesus take it from me. Yet ranting about the system and other people will always be my go-to instead. Because maybe 
If I show the right level of outrage online, it might make up for the fact that every single day of my life, I have benefited from the very same system that choked that man to death and said it was okay. So yeah, I, like so many others, am troubled by what I've seen these last few weeks. But were I to be completely honest, I'm troubled that I wasn't more troubled before. Troubled at how much the powers that be protect me, but not others. Troubled by how totally easy it is for me to take a break from it all, to decide to just focus on something else, entertain or shop myself into oblivion when I'm tired of caring about it. I'm troubled by how easy it is for me to just take a breather anytime I choose when Eric Garner can't breathe at all. So if you're anything like me, then maybe it's a relief that the way in which John the Baptist prepared people for what God was about to do was by repentance and confession and absolution. If you're anything like me, you're also running to the shores of the Jordan with all the other sinners desperate to be changed. We need repentance. I know it's not a popular word, but church, we can't remain the same and expect to make an impact on a broken world. So for the time being, I say we forget about all the other things that Advent's supposed to be about or how we think we're supposed to be experiencing it. And let's go old school with a little repentance and confession and absolution. Because I believe God wants to be known and received by us. And I think God gets how hard it is for us to do this when we're busy alternating between being right and feeling bad. So today, here in this place as the church, at this time with these people, let us repent. Let us be a people changed by God. Because in the tender compassion of that same God, we are sent a savior, one who is hard to welcome or see or feel without having given up on other options first. It's just too damn hard to hold on to our own bullshit with one hand and reach for Jesus with the other. So from the beginning, ever since John the Baptist, there has mercifully been a way to prepare to receive Christ. And it's to name what you're holding on to and to let God take it from you and replace it with God's own mercy. Lay it down with me at this table and receive from the Prince of Peace a new heart and a new spirit. Lay down what troubles you and know that having done so, there's absolutely no chance that God will leave you unchanged. And the world needs that. Amen.